Hello, and welcome to Halal Fans, your home for hardcore League of Legends news. Hello, <laughs> welcome to Cowl Fans, a popped-off podcast, the casual fans' home for Overwatch League news. Do not be deceived by the trickster among us. We're coming at you from the first Brandon studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Alurimore. I'm Howler. And, uh, yes, before anybody asks, <laughs> April Fools. <laughs> I wasn't going to do any April Fools. <laughs> um, also, we will be doing the questions from our fans, from the community, later in the episode. So, so stay tuned. All right? Please look forward to it. The place we're going to start today is the standings and our things of note segment. Oh, boy. All right. So just to recap, right now, Florida is ranked number 19. Second from the bottom. In the actual standings, second from the bottom with one win and six losses. Um, Going into the depths of all the standings is probably a little much. So here's what we're going to give you. We've got, obviously, NYXL and your Vancouver are at the top. Mm -hmm. Florida, Washington, LA Valiant, bottom three. Yes. The top 10 teams do not have a negative map differential. Mm-hmm. This is my imp- these are my important thoughts for these things. The the top 10 are all there there's one zero in the top 10 and the rest of them are all green numbers. The right. bottom 5 teams all have a minus 8 or more. To go from 16th place to 15th place goes from minus 8 to minus 4. So the map differentials, even if these teams do a great job and get their win-loss average up to where it needs Mm -hmm. to be, they're going to need to do it very efficiently because the teams at the bottom have bad, poor, bad, poor, icky map Mm -hmm. differentials. Thanks, Axel, for teaching me to say icky. (laughs) Gosh. Um, uh, We... Howler and I got to do a fun little interview this past week with we did. the Overwatch Recall mm-hmm. podcast, which was lots of fun. And Howler mentioned something my wife said, because Howler gets to talk about my wife instead of me. That makes sense. That's just how it went. <laughs> um, so just a thing of note is Overwatch League, when you guys are airing on things like ABC or, or Disney XD or the ESPN app, Probably. Yeah. When you're airing on things that aren't Twitch and people didn't click on Overwatch League, you got to show that Overwatch League logo a little more often. Yeah. The NFL wants you to know you're watching the NFL if you tune in on accident and the commercials turn off. Boom. We're the NFL. Like everybody didn't already mm-hmm. know. We yeah. did know. But they show it and they've branded it and they've said this is the NFL. And we need to do the same thing about Overwatch League. Because you Overwatch know what? Nobody knows what they're watching when they tune in. The Overwatch League. League. We see what match we're watching. Everybody knows knew at the finals we were watching Vancouver versus um, Shock. Yep. But we did not know that we were watching the Overwatch League until Puckett said, "This is the Overwatch League," mm-hmm. which people probably weren't tuned in for that long. It's just that's a thing of note in my things of note segment. Mm-hmm. Also, and this is something that Monty said, and I really want to get some input from you on this. Mm-hmm. Zero teams have made official roster swaps or adjustments. In this down week. Right. Which, there was the one the one trade. 
that I want to just touch on a little bit. There was Arc to Justice. That's it true. It happened a little bit before this down week. It happened like right before the stage finals. Right. Um, but still, yeah, there's been a surprisingly small amount of roster movement, especially for those bottom teams like the LA Valiant um, and the Florida Mayhem, right? Like teams that are struggling, that are really behind the pack because most most of the teams are three wins or more. Um, even though you mentioned the map differential, like win loss right. isn't that different right now. Like no, it's most not. Most teams have four wins or three wins, minus like I think six teams in the league. So you would expect these teams that are at the bottom, like the Justice, like good on them for actually doing something. But like Florida and Valiant, you're really expecting to see something, and it's surprising. And there were rumors of like a Valiant Boston deal going down, right. and then that fell apart. Um, and there's been some other rumors, like there was a rumor about Crystal from the Hangzhou Spark to Boston Uprising, and then the Hangzhou Spark and Boston Uprising released that it was official as an April Fool's joke today. So guess that's a lie. So I don't really know what's happening, but m some moves need to be taken. And um, people have mentioned like visas are maybe the issue. Um, you know, we've I, talked I'm about we've sure. talked about coaching staff here about yeah. whether or not coaching staff's an issue. There's not been any coaching moves or roster nope. movements. There's been very little. There's been no movement in this. Yeah, past just week. the firing of Coach Moon and then the trade of Arc to Justice. Right. So in the actual downtime that these teams had, yeah, we've had nothing, which is which is surprising to, to all of us, I think. Mm -hmm. But I do want to touch a little bit on the Arc thing real quick because I do okay. think this is a good trade for the Washington Justice. Um, Arc, formerly of the NYXL, was their only main support until Animo came in, I think, at the start of Stage 3 of Season 1 and then wasn't really fully integrated into the roster until this season. You'd see him every once in a while, and then he was on the Overwatch World Cup team, and then you only saw Animo this year with maybe the occasional Map 4 where Ark would, like, show his face. Right. Um, but Ark has always been someone with a pretty low um, death percentage. Like, he's always seen, like, a really good and solid main support. It'll be interesting to see how he does outside of a team that doesn't have um, Jonak and Neko peeling for you. Like you had, you had a lot of protection when you have Jonak w clicking anyone who decides to take their attention off of him and put it onto you for a second. Right. Um, but it could be definitely very good. And I've always said I thought Ark was or Animo would be the biggest potential trades in the off season. I didn't get to talk about that on this show because we weren't, we weren't here in the off season. Right. But the reason I said that, and most especially I'd say that for ARC, is because, A, they're on the NYXL. This team, excluding playoffs, um, looked like a team that was a cut, a cut above everybody else in the league. So having someone who has that internal knowledge could be a boon to any team. A little less so, since this team already had some former NYXL members. But ARC also speaks fluent English and Korean, That's which true. is such a boon. Huge so for translation. And communication. Yeah, so I think this could be a really good um, improvement for their strategy in-game because that seemed like something they were lacking, like in-game shot calling. So that could really improve the team. So the Washington Justice have arc, but will they have bite? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Cowl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Right. All right. So just something to be aware of. Everybody be watching out for these teams and see. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, I'm, I'm hoping there's something this week. I'm hope right, or I'm hope. There's a, there's I mean, I'm either hoping there's something this week, or I'm hoping 
you know, I the only thing I can think that they would be reasonably doing this is they expect the meta to change into something that's in their favor. Mm-hmm. I just can't see what that would be. Or they're not sure what the meta's going to be, so they don't want to hire anyone until they know, and they want to hire to those strengths. Yeah. Not sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be tricky. It's gonna be fun, interesting. Maybe not fun, but it'll be interesting to watch them and see what happens out down mm-hmm. there. All right, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. All right, our next segment we're gonna talk about our games to look forward to for next week. All now right. I've got a uh, couple in here, but uh, first thing we we've already sort of mentioned this. It's gonna be a new patch. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a new hero. Yep. There's a brand new map. There's like twenty hero balancing and twenty hero balances. <laughs> nineteen, nineteen hero balances. Oh, I was, r- I, I was watching somebody else's content. Oh, someone who does more research. Someone who does more research than me. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I'm a casual <laughs> fan. <laughs> True that. Anyways, um, so those are all things to consider as we go into this next, this next round. But my my games I want to look forward to don't really have so much to do with. With the new meta and seeing how this new meta looks, right? Mm-hmm. My matches that I'm excited about have to do with seeing how these teams look after some changes that we see. The first one I want to see is Atlanta has lost to Fran. Oh, that's big news, yeah. That was big, big news. How do we not bring that up yet? Yeah. Right. The so Fran has retired. If you missed it, the Fran has retired from professional Overwatch and is now a full-time streamer. No debate. This is real. No more to Fran. No more Defran. So we're expecting a roughly 70% decrease in uh, bitch, <laughs> the Twitch bits and cheers. And we're also expecting a roughly 70% decrease in Atlanta fan f- fandom. Yep. Congratulations, Hangzhou Spark, on now being the most popular team in the Overwatch League. Well done. Good job. You earned it. Way to be pink. Good job. Um, <laughs> also, I'm just interested to see because Defran was an integral part of this team, yeah. right? He, they made strats based on the fact that the Fran likes to play Torbjorn. Yeah. Right? They have whole things in their playbook right now that they're not going to be able to use post-Defran unless somebody decides to up and learn mm-hmm. Torbjorn, which is a weird hero to up and learn. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how this team looks. So I'm really interested. I'm so interested, yeah, too. Which is why my one of my t- games to look forward to next week is Atlanta versus the Uprising. Yeah, I and I think that's see. fair. Like. I want to see, are they going to hire someone this week, or are we just going to see Enlayer brought in? Is Enlayer going to play the Zarya or the Brigitte? I think Ursher could be a very good Zarya. Have, I feel like we haven't really seen Enlayer too much on the Zarya. He usually plays Widow. Like, that's all he mostly is known for. It's like, he would do Widow, you were expecting. He's Widow. Defran's every other hit scan. Mm. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if he takes on more roles or kind of where, where this is going to fall. Um, I definitely agree. Something something to look at because Defran was a huge piece of this team. Right. So I just want to see how they're doing. You yeah. know, it, it, it'll be a new meta. So that that's going to shake things up a bit. That's going to put them on more even footing no matter who they're playing against. Or I think. will it be? Or will it be? It will be <laughs> a new patch, and there will be a new patch. There will be things that will be different, even yeah. if it's similar meta. It will be yep. different aspects of it that we'll mm-hmm. be looking at. So I think that's going to rock the boat. I think it's going to even things up a little bit. And so that's this is really a good, honestly, this is really a good time for Defran to leave Atlanta. You know, when yeah. things are going to shake up like this, I think left so on I a just, good note too. Right, Wasn't so in just, the middle of a stage. I just want to see how this goes. On um, the other game, I want to see. Is I want to watch Gladiators versus Soul. Soul is the first team to utilize all twelve of their roster 
in love a it. single game. I love this. <laughs> I'm so excited about this, okay? So Souls got two whole Overwatch League level teams, and it looks like they're specializing them. At least that's what they did mm. in the playoffs. I want to see them do that, and I want to see how it works here against other teams in the regular space, right? I want to yeah. see them go up against the Gladiators. I want to see them do this again. I mean, if they pull it off against the Gladiators, like, that basically confirms this strat to me because unless right. Gladiators have a random fall off again, they look like they ended stage one looking like a top five team. They didn't look it all the way through, but at the end, man, did they look strong. Right. So we've got patch t changes. We got shakeups again. Yep. Once again, here, that's going to play a part. And so this is the time to try this new strat. Yeah. Right. To really, I mean, obviously, playoffs was a great time to mm -hmm. try when you didn't think you stood a chance against NYXL. Throw out something crazy. And yeah. They did that. Um, it was fantastic. I really mm -hmm. liked it. But here we are again. We got things shaken up. I want to see this strat. I want it to work. I think yeah. if I think the first team that makes this work throughout a season is the team that pioneers the future of our league. I mm -hmm. think that's only going to make the league better, and I think it's only going to get more professional-level talent moved up here, which, yeah. of course, increases all kinds of things, like the ability to market your team and your players and your personalities and all those kinds of things. And honestly, there's people are always talking about how there's all these contenders players who deserve to be in Overwatch mm -hmm. League. And, I mean, we just saw an entire contenders team come up to run uh, from Runaway come yeah. up to Overwatch League, and they were right. Yeah. An entire team That's of people Vancouver that deserve. Titans, That's the Vancouver the Titans. And so there are there's still plenty of talent in that pool right now mm -hmm. that deserves to be up here and that Certainly. can fight up here. And I think the teams that managed to get them all in here, I think they're going to have an edge once yeah. we figure out how to use all 12 of those roster slots. And I think Soul's on the way to doing it. So I want to see them do it. I want to see them succeed. I'm going to be cheering for them, honestly. I'm just excited about it. Same. Yeah. Um, what, what about you? Do you have any games that you're looking forward to this upcoming week? There's a few. Like, I'm looking at all the NYXL games after a shaky playoff performance. They're going to mm. be playing some hard teams. Like, they're going up against the Philadelphia Fusion and the Shanghai Dragons. And if this is a DPS meta, Ding and DM should look scary. And then, yeah. of course, we already know Carpe and EQL are terrifying. That's true. Like, Carpe's even, like, pulling out hard carries on Zarya um, in the GOATS meta. So, really, like, letting it go closer to a carpe carry meta could be a good look for this team so it'll be interesting to see uh what new york does and how they play their roster and obviously there's all questions about the meta like if it's just goat should be goats i think new york should be fine if it's a bit of a shake-up i still think new york should be all right but i think it should at least be interesting and they look the most mortal they've looked all season right so i think teams are going to be out for blood but new york is also going to be looking to protect their reputation so it should make for some, hopefully, some really high-quality matches, particularly, I think, the Fusion versus New York right off the bat because that'll be, like, the tone setter for the stage. Um, but the other match I'm really looking at is going to be the first match on Sunday. It's the San Francisco Shock versus the Guangzhou Charge. First of mm. all, I love these teams. If you follow my Twitter, like, outside of the teams I just kind of like root for out of like geolocation, like Florida Mayhem, right? Like these are like my home teams. The teams that have just won my heart through their play this season have been the shock and the charge. I have just adored watching these two teams play. So I'm excited to see them go head to head. And I think this is going to be really like a good way to tell what the meta is going to look like. Because I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be trying DPS. They're going to be trying GOATs. 
Like, I don't think the meta is going to be super decided, but I think if Guangzhou is probably going to try to run DPS, and I think this is going to be one of the better teams to run it. Um, and if they can beat a team like San Francisco Shock, who we just saw go neck and neck with the Vancouver Titans in the stage playoffs, right. if they're running GOATs and they're able to unravel the San Francisco Shock's GOATs, that's going to be the cue for all the other teams. Like, this is a meta shift, and I think you're going to see things go away from GOATs. Like, I'm not going to be surprised if we see a lot of GOATs, particularly Winston GOATs, mm. in the first season because they nerfed Lucio, so Reinhardt isn't as valued valuable they nerfed armor so he's not more valuable for that but that makes winston a lot stronger so because probably a lot of, of winston nerfs. goats and it, it makes and since the speed boost is less that makes um sombra a bit stronger too um so i think you're gonna see more sombra goats so winston is a little bit better for sombra goats as well he could die for things like that right right um so i think that's like <laughs> worst case scenario maybe <laughs> if you're hoping for a meta change it just goes to winston goats or sombra goats but if we do see like a heavy shift i think this is going to be the match that really says this is the direction we're going so that's that's the one i'm looking out for that's good that's good so just a lot of looking forward to the future and seeing yeah. how these teams are gonna I just and things are gonna play out i just want to see it because like there's so much speculation we could keep just guessing and guessing we're not we're not gonna know until we just start to see some games and i think usually the meta doesn't really like stabilize until week three so week one i'm, I'm hoping for some madness yeah it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be lots and lots of fun well community cowl fans you have asked us some questions mm-hmm and by you i mean mostly a single person who sent us a butt ton of questions thank you setsuo you slash setsuo we love you you're our favorite fan you're the best you are as of right now, the number one cowl fan. It's true. In my heart. <laughs> you guys can get off that. You guys can uh, usurp him with a uh, you know Twitch bits or something. <laughs> I, mean. I was gonna say the same. We're thing. not. We're not on Twitch. Twitch. We'll put up a little tiger. <laughs> <laughs> we're not on Twitch. No. So send us some Twitch bits. <laughs> we can send Twitch bits to the pop. Send it show. to the Florida Mayhem, so we're not in twentieth. Oh yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. But before we get into Setsuo's questions, I opened it up with a question that was based on a uh, Reddit Reddit response to one of our – we posted yes. videos on Reddit. Posted it, I'm pretty sure the floor – I posted it in several of the Reddits. Mm -hmm. And one of them we had a guy go, dat hair dough. Mm -hmm. So, Haller, the question for you, dat hair dough. What up? That hair dough. So, I, um, there's a lot of things that go into this, right? Um, I've always really liked just long hair on guys. I always, like, I don't know. I would always, like, see it in, like, movies or, like, video games, like the villain of Final Fantasy XII. Um, and then just things like Marvel movies, so, like, like long hair on Thor, like things like that. I've always enjoyed long hair, and it's I play a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, if you don't know. And my character, I've I've also tended to go towards the longer haircuts. Um, I just realized like it's a look that I like, and I wanted to try it out 
myself and I just never have because of like job opportunities and things. And once I landed my most recent job about three years ago and there was no kind of dress code as far as like your hair or anything, I decided, let me give it a try, grow it out. I always want to do a ponytail or like try a man bun or something that did not work for me. <laughs> so I generally just keep it down. Um, but, but yeah, it's just something I wanted to try, change it up. And you know, it's, it's quite a little differentiate yourself. Yeah, I suppose look different. I'm not the most masculine man, so play a little bit more to my my softer features. <laughs> it, w- it works for you. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. You might you might see me switch it up soon, but for now, long hair don't care. <laughs> All right, so um, here we go. Thank you for your question that you didn't ask. Kind redditor. Thank you. Yeah. So um, here we go. Uh, first question here is. You guys, as Mayhem fans, with the new meta, what does the Mayhem need to do to get up there in the standings? Oh, this is so hard, right? Because you don't know what the meta is going to be. We don't really know we have no idea. yet. Um, I assume no matter what, Sombra play is going to be big. I just I feel like that's going to be a thing. Right. Um, so definitely emphasis on BQB. Kind of... If there is are any trades and kind of reforming reformatting of the team, I think he's really the person you need to be building around. Uh, if this is a Sombra meta, um, if it's run with like a Genji, if we like switch to like Sombra Genji dive, I'm gonna be really interested to see like how Kavik or Apply do, like who's the better Genji. It's really hard for for me to say like what Florida needs to be doing. Uh, I would like to see another main tank. I know we technically have SNT or Awesome Guy from last season, but he's more of a player coach now. Mm-hmm. I would like to see a actual playing substitute for Swan. So I think he's been all right, but I just I feel like even just looking at him on the caliber of other Overwatch League main tanks, he just doesn't feel like he's there. I don't think he's necessarily super bad, and I think there are some things that make his play look worse, and that's just because of um, bad team play from Florida themselves. Right. So I give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt in that regards, but I still don't feel like he has that star potential. And I f- we have a lot of star power in our DPS, especially between BQB and Saya player. I see places for our support line to go. I think Chris and Hagopun could have a pretty high ceiling. I'm just not confident in our um, tank line right now. I feel like both of our D.Va players could become pretty pretty good off tanks. I just don't see the same ceiling for Swan. So I'd like to see a trade there. Mm. Um, and then just uh, more somber play. I think that's going to be our niche. Um, but I also insulted their somber play two podcasts ago, so I don't know. We'll have to see how the meta shakes out. Yeah, I, uh, I think I feel the more somber play. I feel like our biggest problem is when BQB goes on to Sombra, we switch so many people right now. Mm-hmm. If Goats persists, we're gonna have to keep doing that, and that's not gonna be good for us. So mm-hmm. I think really the answer for Florida is to create swaps that work for Florida, right? Mm. Because right now, what we basically said was, well, we have to have a Zarya, so if BQB is going to play Sombra, someone else is going to have to play Zarya, which means if he switches back to Zarya, so that person's gonna, that other Zarya is going to have to switch. Yeah. So either BQB needs to find a different hero to switch on and off of, or Florida needs to learn how to work without a Zarya. 
which is not a which in a goat's meta is a nearly impossible ask, right? Uh, That's huge. Yeah, Sombra is or um Saria is so important for right, the meta. Right. So Either that that's one potential option. I think the other potential option is for someone like McGravy or Zephyr to pick up the Sombra. I would love to see that. Especially McGravy. You have a tracer. Come on, Bar. Right. Come on, which bro. I know I know BQB is a Sombra guy. Right. Yeah. And so but for these for this to work for these to work, I can talk. For this to work, we need to be able to make swaps that make sense, that make right. minimal impact on our ultimate economy. Yeah. That can let us transition into something that's going to push us forward as we go, right? Sombra's yeah. getting shut down. Well, we need our D.Va back. I okay, like that a I'm lot. Okay, I'm going to switch right back. Yeah. You know, whatever that has to be. And and I just don't feel like we have that. But mm-hmm. maybe maybe the Chengdu approach is a better approach, though. Find I, I, And I know I know you don't want to out Chengdu Chengdu, right? Right. But you don't need to try and be Chengdu. You need to learn from their approach, right? What Chengdu decided was, this doesn't work for us. Yeah. We stink at this. Mm-hmm. Let's do something purposefully different. Yeah. And you don't need to do what Chengdu is doing, but to learn that I have this kind of team makeup, and this is the way that right. they switch well, and make compositions around that, mm-hmm. that are going to work within the confines of whatever meta and right. hero shifts that we have going on. I think that is a great way to get success for any team, and I think it's great for the league as a whole and the, you know, I think it, I think it is, but I think you also need, like, a certain level of, like, um, player skill to be able to pull that off as well. Like, with Ameng, it's not like it's not like he's a bad hit. He's just someone, like, playing hamster because that's the only thing that works for their comps. Like, he's just an extreme... He's probably the best hamster in the league, right. right? Like, he's so good at wrecking ball. And you have, like... These these players like uh, Jinmu is in mechanically insane on the Farah. Granted, he's never under any pressure, so he has he gets to put himself in the best position. Right. But he looks nuts. Bacon Jack looks nutty. Like all these players look really good. So not only does it have to be like yes, play off meta, but you need like certain amounts of player skill to get there. And I think we have some of those pieces. I'm not sure how many of those pieces we have of that like insane. Right player skill to That's do these off-meta comps because the reason things become meta is because they destroy off-meta comps. So I agree to it to an extent. I'd say keep experimenting with like your crazy May strats and like things like that. But I, I especially as long as we have Swan, I feel like we can't do too much of it because I, I feel like he's still going to be like a vulnerability no matter kind of what we try. And the further we get away from the meta, Probably the less support he's gonna have, and the more confused he'll be. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. see. But I like I like what you say about the Sombras. I would love to see um, one of our divas pick up Sombra. Like think about teams like Soul, right? Like Michelle's a very good Sombra. I doubt he's the best Sombra on his team. Like I doubt his Sombra's actually better than Fleta's. It's just better to have your diva be flexing to the role. Same like when Mecco used to early on flex onto the Sombra. Like I am sure one of their five DPS players plays a better Sombra. Sure. Right. One of them, but you want it. You you want that minimal switch. You want the ability to switch back to your diva with minimal harm. So I w- I would love to see someone like McGravy or Zephyr instead of practicing the Zarya, practice the Sombra. Yeah. Our next question we have here is: You guys have a great start to your show. Aw, thank you. What are your plans for the future of Cowl, and where do you want to see your videos go? Honestly, we're here to have a good time. We're having a great, just having fun up here. We like to talk about Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. This this whole thing stemmed out of us enjoying talking about Overwatch League, and 
we'll keep doing this until we stop having fun talking about Overwatch League. Yeah. Um, as far as where we want the show to go, honestly, as far as it wants to go. Yeah. You know, if if we right now we're averaging about uh well, last week took a big dive. Right now we're averaging about a hundred YouTube views without a lot of retention. We're averaging only a handful of downloads on our podcast thing. So we're not really a huge thing. We feel we're we're doing you know, we're doing things that are unique in the space. Not a mm-hmm. lot of people get to record in the same studio yeah. with a green screen in a in a nice this is not the best studio in the world, but for those of you who follow the brand new Instagram page, it's an all right studio, you know? Most people don't have this kind of thing, access to this kind of stuff. Definitely not. So we're having a good time. So we'll just see where it goes. Um, yeah. I'd love to do more, maybe a little bit more with the show. We talk a lot about um, maybe trying to imp- incorporate more props, um, trying yeah. to kind of lean on our vi- our visual aspect as much as we can without, um, without isolating hate. our podcast viewers yeah. too much. So just trying to find that balance, but I know that's something we want to play with too. So uh, just be on the lookout for things like that. Yeah. Over the coming weeks. All right. Next one. What are your favorite Overwatch characters to play, and why? Go. Hi there. <laughs> it's Winston. I love Winston, which is funny because if you know me in real life, I am terribly afraid of monkeys. It's true. I just, they're my least favorite animal. I grew up watching lots of Animal Planet. Winston's not a monkey. He's, he's, a, he's scientist. a scientist, which is why I like him, right? But um, really, I like most characters with high mobility. Winston's probably my absolute favorite. I'm really good with the jump mechanics. I like um, kind of controlling space. I like the aspect of doing that, and I like to be able to play high mobility characters. And Winston is the best hero for having high mobility and controlling space. So I have a lot of fun on him. Otherwise, I play a lot of like Tracer, D.Va, um, Ash, Farah. I could really play everyone, but those are probably like my top five or six heroes right. to play. Um, and uh, now, he didn't ask this, but uh, what rank are you? What's your SR? You're gonna ruin my my anet, my analytical guy. I'm gonna ruin mine my, too. My veil. You never had one. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's okay. Monty's not Monty's not high SR okay. either. I don't play comp almost ever. I place, which and then I stop. I never climb. I place and stop. And I was probably a bronze Lucio main to start off. I'm really, really qualifying this because my computer was so bad I could only play Lucio when I first started. I do remember this that. Game. It was really bad. And like I was probably in what would have been. It's it was gold then, but if you remember season one, the SR was way different. Yeah. I think now I would have been like bottom five, five hundred. Like literally, I would just go on a payload to run around with a circle, and everyone else was so bad they couldn't shoot me, and I would hold payloads by myself for like five minutes just running in circles. But I'm I'm still gold, I'm still gold. I'm like twenty three hundred, which was like a season high for me. But I never nice. I never try to climb. But that's that's where I'm at. Mm. All right, I guess it's my turn. My favorite Overwatch characters to play. My first favorite was definitely Diva. I really liked playing Diva. Yes. Um, and I still yes, like playing Diva. I like to fly around. I like to use the defense matrix and stuff. But I learned. When they did the changes and added the rockets, I never figured out how to be good at it. Mm. I'm really bad at it. So I, I 
I made the switch to the rat. And I do thoroughly enjoy playing the junk rat. I'm a morning time player. We have to record in the mornings um, because that's after work. You got family time before work. You got you got me time. And Junkrat has a good morning voice line, which is just so fun. You get to you get to get everybody. It's seven seven thirty. Good morning. <laughs> it's super fun. Anyways, I I like denying people areas. I like throwing the his grenades into a space where where other people want to be, and then denying them that space. I have a lot of fun doing that. Um, I'm 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 not the greatest at at pushing in the the right way, or I'll push in. Without tanks, because we are, I'm of lower rank than him, and we'll get to that in a minute. I'm a lower rank than him, and the tanks don't push in. We'll get two picks. I'll be like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, and then then you'll push in as a rat. Um, and that just doesn't work. Um, so that's one of my favorite character. That's my favorite character to play right now. But if we're honest, it's not the character I get to play the most right now, right? Because unlike Haller, I do make an effort to climb. It's not working, but I try my hardest. <laughs> and I've been playing a lot of Reinhardt. And, you know, if you push in as a DPS, your tanks don't follow you. If you push in as a tank, the DPS don't follow you. So it really doesn't make a lick of difference. I'm still dying a lot. Yeah. Um, it it's feels, rough. It feels don't so bad when you're, like, pushing forward as a Rhine and you look behind you and your entire team's flanking around another corner. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> moral of the story, don't play solo queue. Um, rough. Yeah. R- rougher in the mornings. Um, weren't, you a, uh, weren't you a dirty brig main? For a little bit. For a second, when I couldn't play Junkrat, I was playing the Brig. Yeah. <coughs> Boo this man. Boo this man. <laughs> um, my current rank is fourteen forty. I am a bronze. Oof. Yeah. Last season I was like seventeen seventy, and this r- season I went to do placements and hit fourteen four, hit fourteen sixty, and Oof. then I've been winning and losing, but mostly losing. Oh, not much. Not having a good. Not having a good this season. Um, I have, so yeah, so that's where I am. That's my favorite character to play. <laughs> this is why we like to watch pros. It just makes us feel yeah, good I to like, watch. Like Monty says, because Monty, if you didn't know, Monty's also, I think he's gold. I'm pretty sure he's gold or like maybe, maybe plat. Sure. But he says he, he works on his analytical knowledge of the game, not his mechanical skills. Mm. That's me. Well, <laughs> and then and then there's me <laughs> doing whatever I do. You just you 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 like it. It's good to yeah. like things. I do like things. Um, let's see here. We definitely have time for at least one more, so we're gonna hit one more, and then we're gonna not get through all of these. What is the biggest? What? All right. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. What you got? Yeah, I just I'm just gonna keep going in order. I feel like all these are pretty reasonably good questions. What is the biggest threat to Overwatch League and Overwatch as a game in general? What competition in the esports space does it have right now? Um, Overwatch is an interesting is an interesting game, right? Right. Because it's a MOBA shooter, so it's simultaneously competing with shooters and MOBAs. So it already has had competition with um, games like um, I'd say like League of Legends um, for probably more so for viewership. But now it has competition with like games. We we saw a little bit of an impact in Fortnite, more for our streamers than our pros. But That's now true. with Apex Legends, it seems to be breaking into our talent pool as well. You can 
if you watch, if you if you followed the Overwatch scene for a while and go watch an Apex Legends tournament, you're gonna see names that you recognize, even from like the Owl level, like Silk Thread, XQC, Mendo Kasai, like mm. these people who were in the Overwatch League last season are now like Apex pros. And XQC is a weird case of like kind of he straddles the line between like being a streamer and a pro. He kind of just dabbles in both, more so streamer, but will do tournaments when he can. But you're seeing these these FPS players in Overwatch, especially in this meta now, right? Like where they're not being able to flex their hit scan stuff. A lot of these hit scan players and more FPS minded players are switching to Apex Legends. So there's always going to be the threat of new games. Um, I think another thing for just Overwatch and esports in general is longevity of game life in a saturated market Mm. um because there's already like in sports you have these established leagues and like very rarely do you see a new sport start coming to the forefront like the only example i could think of in recent times is maybe lacrosse has started to get big but like for the most part football's football and has been popular for the past 80 years we're entering a new territory of like games being around for multiple decades and still being played at a top level and having interest from fans. Right. Um, so it's going to be interesting to really see if that shakes out and, like, if 20 years down the road, Overwatch League is still a thing. Do you release an Overwatch League 2 or an Overwatch 2 and Overwatch League switches to Overwatch 2? Um, that's that's kind of what I think is going to be the biggest challenge for esports is looking mm. for the the far future is being able to build these franchises in one game and have these games that run for decades. Yeah. I I feel like that's new. It is new. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, you're talking about their competition in the esports space. Right. I I don't necessarily feel like their competition in their esports space is the biggest threat, so I'm going to go ahead and take that first part of that question here. Okay. I feel like the biggest threat to Overwatch League and Overwatch as a game is probably... It's casual player base, not its fans. Sure. People who are fans of the Overwatch League, like us, we're not good. We know we're not very good at it. Just like, you know, your dad at home who likes to watch football. He's not good at football. Yeah. He knows he's not good at football. That's It's, it's not for him to be good at. It's there for him to enjoy the competition yeah. because it's a sport that he enjoyed playing with his buddies when he grew up. Mm-hmm. It's something I enjoy playing with my buddy right now. Yeah. You know? So... I think the biggest threat is going to be the casual player base right now and the fact that, you know, they're all arguing for new content, new stuff, new balances to make it feel better at their ranks. You don't have that in traditional sports. That's not an argument you can make at all. You know, if you want to argue that the field is too big for a kid, you're playing, you just play in your backyard instead of on a football stadium, Mm -hmm. right? If you want to argue that the, the ball is too heavy, too bad that's the only football they make, you know, or you have to go buy a Nerf football. Yeah. You know, there's really no argument to be made there. And then when you go to play in any sort of league or tournament or whatever, you just get what you get. You get the football size, state field size that you get, and you get the football that you get. You get the baseball that you get, and you get the baseball field diamond is always the same size. It doesn't change based on your ability to be good at it, mm-hmm. right? And and so you have people all over the spectrum arguing for for quality of life changes, if you will, 
that will help them to feel better about the way that they're playing. And right. I think that that is going to ultimately be the thing that hurts this game the most. I feel like the way to make this game last a long time as a league-oriented game mm-hmm. is not to worry about Overwatch 2. Maybe release some lore. Lore content is fun. They can yeah. release those we um, like lore. We're uprising event stuff. Yeah, That's a great way to get fan engagement. People love the uprising events, too. Like Those always do really They're well. They're always super popular. Right. Yeah. Do events and things like that without altering... Th- wi- or, or while altering the characters as little as humanly possible, right? You you want this game league to be a forever league. You want this game to be a forever game, which means at some point it has to stagnate. Mm-hmm. It has to stop constantly shifting, and it has to become this thing that everybody can just learn to play. May it, you know figure out how to how to climb their ladder with only the people who are interested in playing it, which isn't going to be millions of players anymore. Right. You're going to get the dead game lol memes, and you just need to deal with the fact that that's what it is. Mm. You know? You don't need to make the game free ever, I don't think, because, you know, nobody ever went out to play football and got a free football the first time they wanted to play. They had to go to the store. You had to buy a football. It was 30 or 40 bucks. The game can still be 30 or 40 bucks. You go to the store. You buy your game. This is, this is, that, that's how these leagues that we're used to seeing, these traditional sports leagues that we're modeling the Overwatch League after, mm-hmm. operate. And so I think that's how Overwatch League becomes the forever league that we want to mm-hmm. see, right? Because the constant changes are going to get old for people as, as people grow up. Yeah. There's arguments both ways, but I understand, like, a lot of pros, they get bored of metas. Like, how many people did you see, like, I'm so sick of dive, like, right. the pros up there that, like, played it for, like, a year, and now it's like, oh, I'm so sick of goats, can we play something other than goats? Like, they're always crying for meta ships. and Right, but that's not how professional sports leagues work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, it's a different mindset that esports people seem to have, and, like, I know a lot of staff, so it'll be, like, it'll be a hard mindset to shift. Uh, but I'm not sure what the right answer is in that regards because I know there's a lot of arguments against stagnant patches. Yeah. So I'm just – that's what I think, though. I think mm. that's going to be the lo- the biggest threat to this league lasting as long as they want it to. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to move on. Florida has two games next week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to move on from the questions. Thank you for all the questions. Yes, thank you so much. Um, so Florida's got two games next week. They're against the Spitfire and the Fusion. Oof. Oof. Hey guys, if you guys just if you guys just play your best, just play your best. Have fun out there. <laughs> I don't know. This isn't the week to try DPS comps. Oh man, this isn't it. It may be the only week to try DPS comps. They'll just because if it works, they'll switch to DPS comps. They could just mirror us and body us in whatever they do. You think we could switch someone to do a DPS and not get bodied by profit or get bodied by Carpe? This is going to be rough. Our Sire only hope is, switch. like, hope that, like, London Spitfire plays goats. Our real you. hope. Our real hope here. <laughs> I think our best hope is to hope that Widowmaker is suddenly feasible. Yeah. Saya player could come in and make make. If waves. we can do Saya and BQB, maybe we have a chance. And maybe, if, like, if that's a legitimate strategy, well, not like our attempts to bring in Saya players I so feel far. like even Saya and Tavik could probably work because they had a whole season to learn each other, and they've still yeah. been working with each other. Yeah. And so for for from a... From a just synergy and understanding the other person perspective, there's an argument for Saya and Tavik, but yeah. there is no argument for a DPS comp without Saya player in it this week. Nah, I think there is. I think he could be really good at Sombra. And then if you need a projectile DPS to uh, be alongside him, if you need a flex DPS, that's not Saya. Mm. If you don't want to run a s- hit scan with your Sombra, if you need a projectile. 
need to bring into Victor someone. Well, then I, I think th- I would then I think you're back to where you were talking about. You're going to get bodied by those other guys. Yeah. I feel like you could be BQB could beat the Samra on other teams. It's just our other DPS is going to get bodied by mm. by their counterpart. So, and yeah, I think it'll be rough. Um, main tank matchups are going to be tough, especially if it's if we're moving to a Winston meta. Mm. Oh boy. It's Gesture and Sato we're up against. Yeah, these are a Winston. team that has already been like the Winston Goats team in the Philadelphia Fusion. If yeah. this is a Winston Goats meta, they're very happy. And then Gesture's like, I don't have to play the one main tank I'm awful at. Oh boy. All oh right. Boy. Let me bring on the Winston. So I am I am not optimistic. Hopefully, like Prophet's arm snaps or something. Don't don't that's bad. And he can't get you it. Can't. But you can't. that's a no. He didn't mean it. Not, I don't want a. Pro- I love profit. Okay, it was just the first thing I thought of his little arm. Okay, all right. But if, uh, if there's someone who's out for a sickness dark. or something, <laughs> like, cause that's that's how we beat the Philadelphia Fusion before we beat the Philadelphia Fusion. <laughs> but Poopops are sick, so like Sato. We'll see. We'll just have to Eat see what happens. Listen, listen. We don't. We, I don't think it's fair for us to expect you to win right now, no. given what we've seen. But if you play competitively, I think that'll be good. Yeah, I just um, just just show them that you have metal in you. Lose like you lost to the charge, not like you lost to the outlaws. Mm. Mm. Yep. All right, and um, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I. So it is. I think I think that's all we've got, and I think we're right on schedule, which is perfect. Oh. Last week, we went a little over. Yes. I think we're doing good this week. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, follow, thumbs up, heart, Instagrams, you know. Um, We are officially on Instagram now. So give if you're following us on one of our other social platforms, you can follow us on that one, too. I'm running the Instagram page. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm basically – it's basically going to be pictures of the studio when we set up and tear down and stuff, behind the scenes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's that's if you if you're interested in that sort of thing, that's the place to go for that. Um, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Cowl Fans on all of our p- socials. Uh, please give us a listen on uh, you know we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Last FM. We're available on lots and lots of Ooh. platforms. We're on all kinds of platforms. The the podcast hosts that they that we're using through Popped Off push us to. Almost every major podcasting platform. So, uh, thank you to Popped Off. Yes. Uh, Popped Off Esports Network for uh, hosting us and helping us with our, our graphics and our distribution of our podcast. Yeah. Oh, and uh, please, please rate us. Um, rating. Rating on our pages, on our different feeds, uh, on the iTunes or on Spotify or, or following and stuff like that, that helps us a lot. Even if even if you're not enjoying the show, even if you think this is only a two or three star podcast, it, it does help us to know that we can use that feedback to improve. So by all means, please give us that. But it also helps our visibility and we would really appreciate a, just a good, honest feedback from there. So, um Thanks for watching. Yeah. We're really glad that you joined us. I'm Alura Moore. I'm Haller. And we will see you next week. Bye bye.